This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Calling, O sinner, come home. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you. Fleeting. 
Thanks, Jim and Debbie, for those beautiful opening songs. Welcome to this worship service, good neighbors. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Pastor Greg Wilcox. Thanks today to Debbie Tag and Jim Haugerud, our musicians. Thanks to Eileen Flatten, who will be reading our lessons and sharing the children's message with us. Thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. Many, many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services, which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. <coughs> Excuse me. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Michelle Eckert, a special friend of this broadcast. We want to thank Michelle, and I'd like to read just a little note that she sent us here um, at our podcast recording. She writes, Dear United in Christ podcast team, I wish to thank each of you for giving of your time and talents to create the Neighbors United in Christ Sunday Service broadcast podcasts. Each of you collectively and faithfully with consistency produce a worthy service of worship for all who listen Every aspect of the production is expertly done with care, which shines through. Each Sunday, I learn more of our Lord and am encouraged to stay the course and serve others. Know that your broadcasts slash podcasts have been and continue to be a great gift during this pandemic and as well, and as well to the elderly. Thank you to each of you. God bless, Michelle Eckert. Well, thank you, Michelle. It's always so heartening to get little notes from the people who are listening and to know that somebody is out there and that we are making a difference. So we're very grateful. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. 
Even though we aren't all together in church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be today. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together. We're in the season of Epiphany. As you participate in our worship service today, you may want to have a green cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings for today. We continue our worship asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please listen along then as I read our confession of sins. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you. Uphold us by your Spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Hear then the promise of God's absolution. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are all forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. I'll invite Debbie and Jim to come and do our gathering songs. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever shalt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Join in the nature in manner filled witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided, great is thy faithfulness, Lord Pardon for sin and the peace that endureth. 
today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine when ten thousand beside. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved all wretch like me. Thanks again, Jim and Debbie, for those beautiful songs. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day. Let us pray. Thanks be to you, Lord Jesus Christ, most merciful Redeemer, for the countless blessings and benefits you give. May we know you more clearly love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly, day by day praising you with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We'll invite Eileen to come and read our lessons and share the children's message with us. Eileen? The first reading is from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 20. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. 
At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet been gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not know that the Lord and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. On that day, I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his son were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be expiated by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay there until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son? He said, Here I am. Eli said, What was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. Then he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was a trustworthy prophet of the Lord. The second reading is Psalm 139, verses 1 through 6 and 13 through 18. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. For it is with you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know you very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. 
Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! I try to count them, and they are more than the sand. I come to the end. I am still with you. The next reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 through 20. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are beneficial. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach, and the stomach for food, and God will destroy both one and the other. The body is meant not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And the God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Should I therefore take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Do you, know, do you not know that whoever is united to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For it is said, the two shall become one flesh. But anyone united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Shun fornication. Every sin that a person commits is outside the body, but the fornicator sins against the body itself. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. Good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message and for all of us who are still children at heart. I have a question for you. Have you ever picked up and read a newspaper? It's probably not your favorite thing in the world to read, unless you read the comics, but newspapers are very important. Every day, millions of people pick up a newspaper to learn what's going on in the world. The first section is usually full of big, important news, like, what's, like news, weather, dining, entertainment, and sports. Everything a person might want to know about their world and their community is printed and updated every day. You, knew, you know newspapers have been around a long time. Back before television, radio, and the internet, the newspaper was the only way to find out what was happening in the world. And newspaper companies would hire kids, which they called newsies, to stand on the corner. The kids would shout out extra, extra, read all about it to get people's attention. There was news to be read. So talking about newspapers reminds me of some very important news that we need to share, the good news of Jesus Christ. You know the story of Jesus is over 2,000 years old, but it's still new today. Why? Because Jesus keeps on changing people's lives. And even though we have the printed word of God that never changes, Jesus wants us to tell his good news on every corner and every town. In Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20, Jesus gives us the Great Commission. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So I'd like you to remember, when it comes to the good news of Jesus, we are all God's newsies. But I encourage you to say, extra, extra, tell all about it. Let us tell the good news until everyone has heard.
So could you please bow your head, fold your hands, and join me in prayer. Dear God, thank you for the love of Jesus. Help us to remember the great news of his death and resurrection. Help us to share that good news with one another and to be excited about sharing it. Thank you that we can be disciples too. Thank you for your love. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Reading from Matthew 6, verses 31 through 33. Therefore do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Our gospel lesson for today is from the gospel according to John, the first chapter, verses 40 through, 43 through 51. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote. Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, a few weeks ago, I shared as part of my sermon an excerpt from a little book about my Aunt Agnes, who was a medical missionary in New Guinea before and after World War II. And after the service, Julie from Little Falls was excited to tell me about a great book she'd read, Lost in Shangri-La by Mitchell Eckhoff, and that it was about New Guinea. And Julie's excitement to share this book with me reminded me of this little article about a terrible haircut and a miraculous uh, hairdresser. And this article is by Shanthea Monroe, and I'm gonna use a couple sections of it, one here at the beginning of my message and one right at the end. So many thanks to Shanthea. She writes, 
The worst haircut I ever received was a $7 special at a local salon. I was in my 30s and my hair was thick and curly, the kind of hair that could hide a multitude of styling sins, but not after the $7 special. It was short in back and uneven in front with tufts sticking out in random places. I looked like I had mange. No one at church said a word until Linda, a dear woman in the choir, came up to me after worship. Lifting a misshapen curl from my face, she said kindly, you need to see Nan. Nan was Linda's hairdresser, a magician with shears, who fixed my bad haircut and then styled my hair for the next eight years. Before I met Nan, I didn't know what a difference a good stylist could make. I became a convert, a true believer, and I recommended Nan to many other people. To this day, I'm grateful to Lin Linda for her hairdressing evangelism. Every church is full of evangelists, and by that I mean people who spread good news. Listen to the conversations in the fellowship hall where we church people freely share opinions about movies, restaurants, cars, and resorts. We talk about diets that have transformed our bodies, books that have touched our hearts, and therapists who have saved our relationships. Well, as I said, Julie's excitement about her book telling me uh, about it reminded me of that little article and how we're all evangelists about things that have really touched our heart and made a difference. Well, what have we got to be so excited about that we're willing to share it with others? One of my favorite TV shows was called simply The Middle. It was a wonderfully and laughable, dis about a wonderful, laughable, dysfunctional family that was called the Heck Family. I discovered that f dysfunction is usually pretty funny when it's someone else's family. Anyway, in one memorable episode, one of the storylines followed Sue Heck, the lone daughter in the family. Through default, she has become the leader of a pretty pitiful wrestling cheerleading squad. And she discovers in this episode that one of the wrestlers likes her. Now, what I want to lift up is Sue's reaction to this news. When one of the other wrestler tells her about it, Sue can hardly sit still. She gets wide-eyed and claps her hands for joy and squeals, even though she isn't sure just which of the wrestlers is the one who likes her. And then in her joy, she has to tell someone. She bursts into her home and shares the news with great excitement, first with her dad and then with her mom. It was a wonderful example, a wonderful episode, and it reminded me when I was in the seventh grade and fell in love for the first time with the girl next door, Sue Courage. I can still remember peeking over the backyard fence to get a glimpse of her, and the time she hit me with a ball and dodgeball game, knocking me out of the game, but letting me know that she liked me too. And the night I asked her to go steady, she said yes, and we had a glorious week and a half together. Most of all, I remember the desire to tell someone this wonderful news. Not my parents so much, like Sue in the middle, but my friends. Well, I know relationships are fraught with both joy and sorrow, but can you remember falling in love and what it felt like and the excitement you felt and the need to share this wonderful news? The reason I've begun this morning with these references to falling in love is because in a profound way, that's exactly what's happening in our gospel lesson. And in a profound way, 
That's exactly what it means to be a Christian and to follow Jesus. It's all about falling in love. In the verses I read in the text from the Gospel of John, we see Jesus calling his first disciples and saying to them, come and see. We can imagine that hanging out with Jesus, being accepted and affirmed and loved by Jesus, discovering in Jesus the Messiah, all of that could really fill our heart, our minds with excitement and with joy. We see that Jesus is the one who has come to save the world and, even more importantly, has come to bring hope and peace and grace and joy into the dark corners of those first disciples' worlds and our worlds too. In our text, we hear about Jesus' encounter with Nathaniel, who is both negative and skeptical, a real cynic. Jesus sees him, loves and accepts him, and sets him on a new path. Nathaniel, loved by Jesus, loved unconditionally by Jesus, falls in love in return and proclaims Jesus the Son of God and King of Kings. I'd like to read just a little piece from a devotional by Brennan Manning. It's really about this text that I read, and Manning writes, Jesus is a savior of boundless compassion and infinite patience, a lover who keeps no score of our wrongs. John seems to be saying that the disciples of Jesus ran to him because they were crazy about him. Or, in the more restrained prose of Raymond Brown, who was a noted biblical commentator, Jesus was remembered as one who exhibited love in what he did and was loved deeply by those who followed him. Well, let's be very clear. Jesus comes to each of us sees us through and through as he did that long ago day with Nathaniel. He accepts us, calls us, loves us, and seeks to make us his own. Not because we're such a prize. If we're honest, we have to admit that we're often pretty poor sinners. No, Jesus does all this because of his great love for us. In confirmation this past week, I had to laugh. We were talking about the Apostles' Creed and looking at the first article, which is about God the Father who is creator and who gives us all the good things in our lives. And I was saying to the kids that God does that not because we're so great, because we're so cool. And one of the kids looked at me and says, not even you? God doesn't do that because you're so cool, pastor? And I suppose he said that because, of course, I am a pastor. But I had to respond with real assurance, no way. God sees me too, through and through, just like everyone else. He sees all of my sin and selfishness, my unclean thoughts, my indifference to others' suffering, my pride, and all of the rest of it. While Jesus comes into each of our lives, meets us where and when we are, our old, broken selves, and declares his love for us. And when we really discover that, when we come to believe that deep down inside, that we are affirmed and accepted and loved by Jesus just as we are, well, that's news too good not to share. Like Philip, we want to tell somebody, come and see. Like Sue in the middle and me with my first girlfriend, when somebody loves us and we love them, we want to share that news. We want to tell the world. 
Let me read a little bit that comes at the end of that article that I started with uh, from Shanti about the worst haircut. Here's what she says about having that good news. For Christians, silence on the subject of Jesus is simply not an option. That's the bad news. The good news is that evangelism isn't an onerous task that we make it out to be. The key is to remember a couple of things. First of all, the only story you're required to share is your own. In fact, that's the only story you can share. And secondly, we need to remember that Christian evangelism is rooted in our real life experience. An evangelist is anyone who is willing to give a specific answer to the question, how has Jesus Christ changed your life? When Linda saw my disastrous haircut, she didn't tell me about the benefits of finding the right stylist or hand me a leaflet featuring haircuts. No, she sent me to Nan. While it may be easier to spot someone who's having a bad hair day than someone whose soul is in turmoil, there are people all around us who are hungering for a word they can take to heart. We must be ready and willing to speak that word. You need to see Jesus. If you and I aren't excited about our faith, aren't joyful at Jesus' love for us, we're missing something vital. And if we are excited and joyful, then we don't need to be told to share it. We just will. We won't be able to help ourselves. This news of God's amazing love for us is simply too good not to share. Amen. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know it is true. It's As nothing else can do I love to tell the story Twill be my theme in glory To tell the old, old story Of Jesus and his love I love to tell the Wonderful it seems And all the golden fancies Of all our golden dreams I love to tell the story It did so much for me And that is just the reason I tell it now to thee I love to tell the story Will be my theme in glory To tell the old, old story Of Jesus and his love I love to tell the story Tis pleasant to repeat 
What seems each time I tell it More wonderfully sweet I love to tell the story For some have never heard The message of salvation From God's unholy word I love to tell the story Will be my theme in glory To tell the old, old story Of Jesus and his love I love to tell the story For those who know it best Seem Hear it like the rest And when in scenes of glory I sing the new, new song Twill be the old, old story That I have loved so long I love to tell the story Will be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Thanks, Jim and Debbie, for that lovely old gospel hymn. I love to tell the story that was a perfect fit with the little message that I shared. We continue as we confess our faith together in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I invite Debbie and Jim to come again and do our prayers of intercession. by Christ made known to the nations, let us offer our prayers for the church, the world, and all people in need. For the body of Christ gathered throughout the world and for all servants of the gospel, that following Jesus, the church lives out its calling every day. Let us pray. 
have mercy, O God. For the well-being of creation, for plants and animals, and for all that God has marvelously made, that we serve as wide stewards of earth, our home. Let us pray. Have mercy, O God. For police officers and firefighters, for attorneys and paralegals, for peacekeepers and military personnel, and for the leaders of governments, that they provide protection to all people, especially the most vulnerable, let us pray. Have mercy, O God. For those lacking food or shelter, for those who are sick or grieving, and for those who are imprisoned or homebound, we remember Martin Tanberg, Geneva Phelps, Jean Hoisington, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Rick Elmer, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, and Tim Elmer. That God console all who suffer. Let us pray. Have mercy, O God. For our neighborhood, for visitors joining us for the first time or returning, and for those absent from our assembly and listening, that all who seek to know God are nourished by word and sacrament, let us pray. Have mercy, O God. In thanksgiving for the saints who have gone before us, and we remember especially the families of Ellsworth Johnson and Laverne Olson, that the lives give us a vision of the gospel in action. Let us pray. Have mercy, O God. Merciful God, hear the prayers of your people, spoken or silent, for the sake of the one who dwells among us, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, listen to your children Thanks again for those prayers. We continue then with the sharing of the peace. Now may the peace of Christ be with you always. And I'll invite you to bless yourself or someone you're worshiping with using the Trinity formula, which is be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. My Jesus, I love thee, I know thou art mine, for thee Follies of sin I 
Thanks, Jim and Debbie, for that beautiful song. Would you pray with me? I'll do the offering prayer. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. Amen. And we continue then with prayer as we pray together our Lord's Prayer. Let us pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Receive then the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Invite Jim and Debbie to come and do our closing songs, please. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. Singing glory.
Satan had me bound, Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bound, Jesus lifted me. Singing glory, hallelujah, Jesus lifted me. When I was in sin, Jesus lifted me. When I was in sin, Jesus lifted me. When I was in sin, Jesus lifted me. Singing glory, hallelujah, Jesus lifted me. in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. God will take care of you. Thank you.